Hello and welcome to the Fabulous by Design podcast. I'm your host, Evie. I am excited you are listening today. This show inspires and empowers you to take the next step towards a life you can't stop thinking about. I am bringing in people from all over the world with authentic and inspiring stories. People who changed their lives from good to better, from miserable to great, turned strategy into hope and became successful entrepreneurs and business owners, living their dream life on their own terms. Grab your favorite note-taking device, lean back and get inspired. I believe that everything you need to create the life of your dreams is already within you. Welcome to another episode of the Fabulous by Design podcast. Hello to Lindy Rock to Alberta. Her passion lies in automatization and creating efficient systems that that empower entrepreneurs to scale effortlessly. Hello, Lindy. I am so excited to record this episode today with you. So please introduce yourself to our audience and tell us how you got into the work you are doing today. I would love to. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so I'm Lindy Rock from Rock Solid Administration. And we are a boutique virtual assistant agency that specializes in helping um, entrepreneurs and small business leaders organize, promote, and scale their brand. And we do it through administrative services, uh, technical support, automation, and web design. So we've actually been in business for over eight years. I started in 2015. And we're we're actually coming up on nine years. Oh, that's super exciting. (laughs) And we help clients all over North America in their businesses. And we do it all virtually. So you don't have to have us in your office. Exciting. Has this always been, Lindy? Have you started in 2015 fully online? I did. Yes, fully online. Okay. The reason why I'm asking, because personally for me, I have never dived before into the whole era of online business until the pandemic hit in 2019, 2020. And I thought that this was something brand new, you know, that people have never done that before. And this is like such a, you know, such a big birth of something new because of the pandemic. However, I found out later that this has been, you know, that either many people have transitioned or that many people have been in the online space already. So that's why I'm asking you, was this always clear that you would like to operate your business online? I wouldn't say so. No, a lot of my earlier work was in offices or, um, you know, working with people. And I will be fully transparent. The very beginning of my business, I had one or two clients that I would go and meet them in person once in a while, but the majority of the work I just did from home. But no, I think it was kind of something that developed because uh, I was going through a divorce and I had two young sons at the time. They aren't young anymore, but (laughs) they were young at the time. And I wanted to spend more time with them and be available because I used to, before this, um, I used to work in operations. And before that, I was actually a letter carrier and part-time executive assistant for a mortgage broker. So I kind of had the availability in my previous jobs to be able to take time off and go and do doctor's appointments and dentist appointments. And I had the support of a partner who was able to do those things too. And when we kind of got divorced, I I just didn't have that support as much anymore. And I didn't have the availability to be able to go and do those things with my kids. And it got really stressful. So I kind of developed the online space so that I could, you know, tell clients I was out for an hour while I was taking 
my kids and nobody, nobody really cared. Right. They were just like, well, as long as the work's done, it's not a big deal. (laughs) I understand. Absolutely. And I think it gives a lot of freedom and a lot of space to move around freely more than you would be able in an office space. First of all, an office space, you need to pay. So you better sit there and your rent, you need to pay anyways, or the mortgage for the house, whatever. So you mentioned earlier, you've been an executive assistant. Why did you leave your job in first place? So I actually got laid off uh, in 2014. I believe. Um, There was a downturn in the economy in Canada. I think kind of across North America, there was a downturn in the economy. And um, the place that I was working at had a really big loss of income. And so they kind of let go of any non-essential like staff that if they basically cut it back, there was about four people left. Um, So uh, when I got laid off, I just like I said, there was a downturn in the economy and I was applying on jobs and applying on jobs and trying to find something in my field again as an operations assistant or an executive assistant. And I just was not getting any callbacks. And I think it was just because there were so many people who had been laid off and so many people looking that they were getting, you know, thousands of resumes for one job. So I started doing this, just thinking that it was going to be something I would do in the interim until I found a real job in quotation marks, <laughs> because, you know, I was just, I was just trying to make money. Cause like I said, at the time I was going through a divorce and I was taking on a mortgage on my own and taking care of my kids and all of that stuff. So I was just trying to do anything to make money at that point. And Once I started doing it, I actually found that I really, really liked it. It actually filled a part of me that executive assistant work and any operations work hadn't. Um, I felt like I was actually really helping companies. And that's what I, what I love, right? I love helping them and just being there for the people who don't normally get the help, right? I I love the underdog. (laughs) Uh uh Thank you, Lindy, for for mentioning this. And I think it's a quite interesting move to come from a space of uncertainty and be like, okay, I actually can't find a job for a long time. And then to decide, but you know what, I'm going to start my own business instead. I wish that many more people would do that or that many more people would have that courage to be like, okay, if this doesn't work, I'm just going to do another thing. Because entrepreneurship or running your own business is still considered as very risky in our society, right? And you will hear it over and over again that people who have not have a business and who are having that fear that they will be projecting those fears on us in a very lovely way because they just try to support us. However, you have experienced that even a, I'll put it now as a real job, right, was not a secure job. Was there any doubt at that time when you made this decision or were you just so fed up with looking for a job that you know, you know what, I'll do it myself? Oh, there was doubt for sure. <laughs> uh, I was I was very nervous about starting it. Like you said, I had, you know, I had been raised kind of, my mom worked the same job for 31 years until she retired. Like she, you know, she was a very, and, and not that that's bad. She, she did what she, what she liked doing. She actually loved her job. Right. So, so that's fair too. But I did also have the benefit. My dad ended up starting his own business when I was about 13. He started a bookstore and a used bookstore in um, Red Deer in Alberta. 
and uh, he did he did really well. And even now, when I talk to people who are from Red Deer around my age, they remember the bookstore that he had. So I kind of got to see the best of both worlds, right? I got to see the the corporate, you know, you you work at an office and you you know you do it for your whole life and you retire with a good pension. And then I also got to see the bit of you know, here's me doing it on my own and here's me building my own business and making my own way. So I think going into this, I had a little bit of both of that in the back of my mind, you know, okay, well, if this doesn't work out, I could always find a job. Maybe it will take a while. Maybe, you know, maybe it won't be exactly what I want. Maybe I'll have to take a pay cut. I could find a job. (laughs) I believe there is always a job we can find, just like the matter of whether they're going to you know, pay us enough. I mean, there was even a time that I remember in Austria that if you wanted to apply for a supermarket position with a high degree, they would not hire you. Oh, really? Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is still the case, but they would not hire you because first of all, they could not pay for your degree. And uh, in a way, it would be to protect people from being downgraded. But even if you say, I'm going to downgrade myself and take any job there is just because I have, I think that's always an option indeed. And this was for you the anchor to say, okay, I'm going to try it. And if it doesn't work, I can still go back to corporate, right? Was this holding you back at the same time? I would say in the beginning a little bit, it probably... uh it probably made me take more tentative steps than, you know, fully diving in and just jumping in with both feet. That being said, once I started working with multiple clients at a time, I realized very quickly that it was something that I actually really liked doing and that it was really needed. I mean, that was back in the time where, you know, you told somebody you were a virtual assistant and they were like, I don't understand what you're saying right now. So so I I spent a lot of time explaining to people. And once people started understanding what it was that I did, it really, you know, turned on a light bulb in their head where they were like, holy moly, that is an amazing opportunity for so many small businesses that can't afford to hire a full-time assistant and, but need that support, right? Or even so many businesses that can still hire a full-time assistant, but that full-time assistant need doesn't have all of the skill sets that they need to do everything that this company needs, right? So, so once that started happening, I started being like, okay, you know what? This is actually viable and this is actually something that is needed in the world. And I just forgot about ever getting another job and just started moving forward and doing the things I needed to do to get myself on the path to create what I've what I've come to today. Mm-hmm. I love this, especially when you say that you were back then actually introducing virtual assistants to people and creating that awareness that um, it's it's not black or white, because I think many businesses, especially when, when in the beginning or then when they start progressing, there is always this thought that, oh, my God, I actually think I need help but I cannot afford a full-time help. And there is not always even enough work to employ somebody full-time. So I think a service like you are offering, it is actually a perfect solution. But I think we also need to create that awareness and tell people that, listen, you need to do this on the early stage, right? Don't suffocate on your daily administration. You think, you know, I'm going to say it now. You think it's so important because it's not. (laughs) 
you are not an administrator unless you are an administrator but as a service provider you are here to deliver results you are here to teach to coach to consult to treat whatever you are doing right but you are not your own marketer and administrator and assistant at the same time so this is just a few encouraging words here if you are in that position there is a lindy who does exactly what you need to just make some space in this busy schedules and i think that can be like a huge help if you when you think of the market now Right. I know I see virtual assistants popping up all the time. Is this yeah. something that is currently now in our time, something like fancy to be a virtual assistant? Or this is the reason why so many people or why so many women especially pursuing it? Or is it is a really a big need? How do you see that? I think a little of both, to be honest. I do think it is a really big need. I think that there are are, you know, tens of thousands of companies out there that could use support, uh, and they probably don't even realize they could use support. And and like you said, I think the biggest thing is to do it early, because we have had so many people come to us when they are overwhelmed. And then by that time, they've lost big contracts, they've lost clients, they've lost, you know, ideas, whatever, because they didn't have the space and capacity to take it to take it to the next level because they were doing administrative work. Right. And I always joke with people that you didn't get into your, you know, you don't, you didn't get into your business to do the admin work. You got into your business to do what you love doing. Right. And most people don't love doing admin work except me and my team and well, and other people who are that mindset. But yeah, I do think that it is very needed. I do also think that a lot of people, especially moms think that it will be easy to work from home with with kids, right? You know, it's it's like I said, it was a way for me to spend time with my kids and be there for them. I was lucky enough that both my kids were in full-time school at the time. So I had my days free to be able to hop on client calls and get work done. I do think it's still possible with little kids, even if they're home with you. I think it's a lot harder, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it's still possible. But I, I think that a lot of women jump into this hoping that they can have meaningful work because it is it's 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 if you like doing it it's something that really is meaningful and helps you feel like you're accomplishing something bigger every day right and at the same time still have time for family and still have time for all the appointments and all the you know the crying and the whatever happens at home so it 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 can sometimes be hard because people are hoping to start their own virtual assistant businesses. And then they're finding that it's not quite as easy as they thought, just like clients don't just knock on your door. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you almost have to have, you, you, you have to be that person who can market yourself and who is willing to go out and network and be in all the groups and, you know, be online in every space possible and commenting all the time. So even though, again, it doesn't take up a lot of your, you know, sitting at your computer work, it takes up a lot of time. And some people, can feel like it's not as easy and free as they thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So which which I can understand. Yeah, I do. I do definitely. It takes a lot of courage to step out and stop hiding under the rock if you have to say something or to sell something or to bring a message across. And I think this is one of the 
biggest obstacles people face when they start their own business. And another thing that I am hearing so often is what education do you have? So it's more like a, who gives you the permission to run your own business? Who gives you the permission to help people in administration? You mentioned early, earlier that you don't have a degree. Is that correct? That's correct. I do not have a degree. Yeah. <laughs> you are running yet a successful business, Lindy. Please tell me, have you ever been in that position that you have to explain yourself for not having a degree? And why do you think this is such an important part in our society? I, I've actually lucked out. I haven't had many people not want to work with me because I don't have a degree. That being said, I, I do know that a lot of people feel like you have to have a degree to be able to be successful in life. Mm -hmm. um, and put that in quotation marks. Um, and it's something that I talk about with my kids now that they're adults is, you know, a degree is great if that's what you want. You know, if, if you want to be a doctor, yeah, you better go get a degree. <laughs> yes. They're not, they're not just going to let you walk in and start, you know, start surgery on someone. So, you know, there are things that you need a degree for, and I totally understand that. But is that, is that the best way for you? Right? Like, is that something that you, you really want? So I, I don't know why that has become such a big part of our society. I think, I, I think part of it is just, it's a big moneymaker, right? Universities mm -hmm. make a lot of money from degrees and companies can say they have people on staff with degrees, which looks better on their, on their corporate resume. Right. But uh, no, I, I don't have a degree. That's not to say I don't have any learning. I've gone to university and gotten courses that I felt I needed. I took a marketing course, you know, I took an operations course to learn more about how operations work in companies. Um, I've taken tons of online courses for all the programs that I use, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a constant learner. I read books every day. I, I shouldn't say read. I listen to books every day when I go for a walk with my dog for an hour. You know, I, I'm a constant learner. It's not to say that I don't learn things. I just never I never wanted to spend the money on a degree for anything that I thought I would do for the rest of my life. <laughs> I get that. I get it. I didn't finish university either. And I went later for a completely different path. So it was not a degree, but I did another study, which, of course, I, I think this degree would have benefited me or it I could wear it as a medal, basically, right? But I think that I also a degree is never something that really shows what you are capable of because universities just don't offer the guidance. And it's not helpful. In no way it's helpful when you want to run your own business. Like they don't like nobody would ever teach you how to apply your knowledge. Where if you choose to go to this specific course that is literally you know, crafted for your needs that where you would say, okay, I need to learn specifically about this program and how to apply it in whatever you do, that you will benefit from that much, much more. However, it is for many people, uh, again, a big obstacle where they say like, no, I can't do that because I don't have that. It's just, I appreciate that you are sharing this because I hear this just way too often. And I think it's holding back people so badly from actually then taking the first step and then see, okay, I came that far. What do I need now? 
right? Yeah, I, th- I think that the big thing that I've learned, uh, you know, I, I bring on contractors to do uh, some of the work in my company. Um, they work directly with clients themselves. And my big thing is I'm not looking for specific, again, I'm not looking for them to have degrees or I, I would prefer they have some sort of experience in administrative support or in um, you know social media management or whatever they're coming on for. But that being said, I try and hire for character more because and fit, right? Like for me, that's a that's more important is if they fit in with the rest of the team and that they have the type of character and the type of values and they they fit with me, right? Because I can teach them anything. <laughs> I can, you know, they can learn how to do what I need them to do in, in my company. So, you know, I, I really think that we miss out sometimes if we're just looking for degrees, because we might get somebody who has an amazing degree, but they just might not fit with everybody else on the team and they bring the team down and it becomes this toxic workplace where nobody wants to stay. Right. So, or, you know, vice versa, this person comes in and the the workplace is totally not what they were expecting and they end up leaving. And, you know, so then you've trained somebody and you spent all this time bringing them in and doing this because they have this degree. But really what you want is somebody who fits with your company culture and your team. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that we, we need to look more at too. If they need a degree, of course, you still want them to have a degree, but really we need to look for fit and culture and values and make it so that everybody feels good and comfortable in the workplace. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for elaborating on this. <laughs> I have one question, Lindy. If you would have start your company today again, what would you do differently? <laughs> I would have jumped in sooner and I I probably would have gotten um, a mentor or a coach a lot sooner. It was something that I regret uh, not doing earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like in the beginning, I just kind of, was floundering, not really knowing what to do or where to go. Um, but I do, I do think that um, having somebody who's done it before, who's who started their own business, especially if you can find somebody in a field that you're in, to just to even bounce ideas off of, you know, send them an email, just being like, "Hey, I was thinking of doing this. What do you think?" Um, mm-hmm. Having that person or hiring a coach or taking a small. I know a lot of coaches have courses where they do, you know, here's how you know, here's, you get eight weeks of me or whatever, instead of hiring somebody for a whole year. I realize it's an expense, but it is an expense that in the end will, will pay off. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm making this experience right now myself. However, I had mentors from the beginning on, and then I thought that I don't need them at all. However, I felt that I need them, but there was, you know, my ego being in the way that I needed support in the same topics I am teaching. So there was a mindset topic that was, you know, quite, quite present. And I was beating up myself and asking myself, why can't I see through this myself? Because this is actually the content I am teaching. And I was sitting for way too long as well due to my travel and due to the location I am uh, still currently living, that I was for way too long alone in the, let me put it in my misery, because, you know, we all have good days and bad days. And I could share the good days with so many people who don't understand business, but the bad days, you will need someone like-minded on your side who can actually give advice or just listen 
with a different perspective on things. What was yeah. keeping you from not taking a coach from the very beginning? For me, it was all, oh, I can't afford it. I can't, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. And it wasn't until I started talking, like I started working with some coaches and, you know, that I was like, oh, it's not, <laughs> it's not as much as I thought it was going to be. And, you know, I did kind of do the smaller group coaching type thing instead of hiring a personal coach in the, in, like after a year or so, I did the smaller group coaching so that it was a bit of a less expense for me, but mm -hmm. man, the, the help it gave me and it was amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And sometimes it's not, just not even that you don't know the thing. I think it's really just somebody who slightly supports you, gives you that little push or just a little different perspective. It Sometimes it's really enough to just hear a different word than you would use. Yeah. And you will be enlightened and be like, oh my God, how didn't I think of this earlier? And it's, it's uh, often underestimated. So thank you for sharing this. Was there something else you would do different? I probably would have hired again. I would have hired a contractor sooner because mm -hmm. <laughs> I I did what I tell people not to do is I waited until I actually really, really, really needed them. Um, and I was so overwhelmed that I was, you know, I was working 12 to 14 hours a day at that point, trying to get all the work done. And I was like, this, this is so silly. I should have hired someone like three months ago when I was still only working eight hours. <laughs> Mm -hmm. indeed indeed and also like when you get too busy you don't just don't see a way out anymore and you and this negative spiral starts instantly like when you you think like oh my god what i'm even doing here and then you don't have the clarity anymore to make decisions so dear listener if you just listen to this and this is for you you have to do it sooner don't hesitate to hire help and Give tasks away as soon as possible. Yes. Would it be it? Yes. I agree. Especially the asking for help. I think as, as business owners, like you said earlier, people always think they can just do it all, right? Well, I should know this. I should, I should, I should, I should, right? Stop shooting on yourself. Like we, we don't need to do it all just because you own a business doesn't mean you have to take everything on. Absolutely. <laughs> And I'll tell you, I'll tell you from experience, not just mine, but from all of the clients we get too. If if you do take it all on, eventually it's going to start falling apart, and then you're going to have to pick up the pieces, and that's going to be harder than if you just had passed them off in the first place. So, mm -hmm. absolutely, thank you. And dear Lindy, what do people misunderstand the most about you? <laughs> about me personally, or <laughs> about my business? Personally, or as an assistant? I don't know if you make a difference. In <laughs> um, I think, I think still, even now, people misunderstand how much, uh, how much range there is in virtual assistants, because, you know, I see I'm part of many, many groups where people are looking for virtual assistants. And I see people who are asking for essentially the world, right? They're asking for a unicorn virtual assistant who can do my social media management and do all of my email management and market and do all my email marketing and, you know, everything they want. They want it all, but they want it for, you know, $2 an hour. And you're like, okay, but... <laughs> Yeah, I, I get I get what you want, and I and I understand that you're a business and you're trying to make money. But I think that people just 
want virtual assistants to do everything. And I, they actually don't realize that there are niched down virtual assistants. There are people who are virtually doing social media management. There are people who are virtually doing email marketing. There are people who like us do automation and system setups. You know, there, there are people who also like us do administrative support. So getting the right virtual assistant for what you need done is probably what most people don't understand. Because generally, if you have like a person doing everything, they're not 100% focused on anything. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. You can't just spread yourself too thin. And I think it's also too much to expect from one person to be this unicorn you are mentioning. Like you can't be expert in every field, like in no way. And I mean, I'm sure there are people who are extremely good in many, many things, but it's just to become an expert, you need to let go of the things that don't serve you and just simply focus on the things that, that does. So To round up this conversation, Lindy, thank you for being here. And dear listener, if you found some empowerment in Lindy's story or you feel, you know, just excited to maybe start your business, if you are looking for a virtual assistant or you know somebody who, who needs a virtual assistant or who just who needs to hear this story please don't hesitate to, first of all, reach out to Lindy. I will put all details in the show notes so you can just easily go and click and connect with Lindy or share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it. And Lindy, thank you so much for connecting with me. Thank you so much for sharing your story, for, for being vulnerable. And I hope that this will help many, many, many more. Thank you so much for having me. Do you want to create fantastic reels with unique captions quickly? This script has saved me time and brought back the fun of creating reels. The writing, transcript editing and recording program automatically detects errors, arms and speech gaps and much more. I became an affiliate of this script because it eliminates the sucky part of reel and video editing and adds much value to my work as a coach and creator. You can try this script for free by clicking the link in the show notes and reach out to me if you need help with your first edit.